Hello and welcome to another fun-filled nonsense retrospective. I'm your host as always, Rick, and joining me equally as always is Devon. Let's talk about murder! <laughs> yeah, today we're going to be talking about Persona 4. But before we get too far into that, let's go into our time on nutrition. Fucking set. Before we go too far into that, let's get into our time on a tradition of the nonsense asinine hypotheticals. And do you have one for me today? Uh, yeah, Rick, I'm going for a bog standard easy one. You have to make a Persona game, but you got to set it anywhere outside of Japan or America. Where do you set it and how do you make it work? Aussie. <laughs> Just because I think it's uh, it would be a lot of fun just to go around the um, the different something that represents the different cities uh, because like most of them are like the big city in that state a lot like America has like state capitals or the thing that you think might as well be the state capital they've got very different cultures and they try to differentiate themselves from each other uh, so having those as your dungeons would be I think neat um, and yeah there's quite a lot of Aussie legends there's uh, obviously Crocodile Dundee <laughs> yes he's fictional but that's uh, that's the that's, that's, that's kind of the point of a lot of personas. Going for Crocodile uh, Dundee when usually you go towards something like the Bunyip or the Platypus. Yeah, yeah, but it could be it, it could be both ways, you know. There's like the, the Platypus, there's uh, I don't the drop think, bear. I don't think someone who is still alive should, should be able to be a persona. <laughs> that just feels wrong. Mm, okay, okay, I feel you. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, we could just make it just um, corruptions of Aussie creatures like the American one would be like, like the Jackalope, but like Aussies have got drop bears. Well, again, the, the uh, classic we... um, myth from Australia that I know of is the bunyip. Yep. <laughs> um, and then things that are extinct, like the Tasmanian tiger. Um, they've managed to recreate the Tasmanian tiger to a degree of accuracy, but it's still not the actual thing that went extinct. See, I don't see the point in that. Yeah, I think the idea is to try and reintroduce it, but I think why? they just got killed by cats. But why? <laughs> why? What's the merit? Well, it went to, it went extinct within uh, the human uh, span of cognition, so um, I think the idea is it's probably because of humans, almost certainly because humans brought cats. <laughs> well, maybe, um, maybe so. But what's the point in bringing this thing back to life to stick it in zoos? Because that's definitely what they're gonna do. Um, I think the idea is actually just to reintroduce it into Tasmania and. Uh, well, they get fucked up by the devils. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pointless endeavor. I, don't, I really don't see the point in bringing back extinct animals. But yeah, I think there's enough uh, like culture and law there to have something interesting. Because um, it's yes, you might say that it's just America light, but uh, if you say that to any Aussie they will uh, shank you in the throat. I don't think it's America light. <laughs> I think it's like um, it's basically we're because we're British I know Australia's history and Australia's history is hey us as a bunch of white guys said fuck you aboriginals and used it as a giant prison. It's nowhere near Australia light. Uh, Australia light. Fuck America light. Well it was um, it was kind of very much similar in that it was a thing that we colonised except that we had it colonised by prisoners who okay you get sentenced to transportation once your transportation is over you have to pay for your own transportation back or just stay there and on like 99% of them just stayed there and just built the country and just like America they were like okay there are natives we don't care we we are staking a claim and this is ours now it's just the way that uh, the empire used to work back then yeah back then not saying it's correct well um, people tend to own countries now as in you know they did before but they own it now with militaries so we can't really do it as often as we used to be able to but, uh, but yeah so my one for you is there is a new Persona game what do you base 
the personas that the protagonists on. Uh, Knights of the Round Table. Sure, sure. Uh, the protagonist yeah. one will be. Uh, uh, it won't be King, King Ar- Arthur. It won't be King Arthur until the end of the game, where you get the fine finale of oh, it was King Arthur all along because that's a persona fucking trope. <laughs> and then the very second person who joins the, the group will have Lancelot, and it will be a fucking red herring because you'll think oh they got Lancelot, they're gonna stab us in the back, but really they're a cool dude. Yeah, <laughs> the good old Yosuke and uh, Ryuji's. <laughs> Like, uh, yeah, I, I'd have it be Knights of the Round Table mainly, but I'd probably also, like, throw in, like, one or two that was just another order of knights just be- to keep it a bit fresh. Oh, like good old Astolfo. I wouldn't have pick a, a picked Astolfo specifically, but if you want. Mm, mm. Yeah, like, <laughs> you got enough uh, Knights of the Round Table to have change with the Persona main team. You, you got fucking uh, Tristan, Bedivere, uh fuck, I've forgotten the name of Lancelot's kid. You got Sir Gareth. Um, was it Galahad? Galahad, that was Lancelot's kid, you Correct. There you go. Um, the one that famously decided to, st- to stick with Arthur despite his father's uh, intentions. You could even be really weird about it and give one person uh, Guinevere. Not Guinevere. That's fucking yeah. Dark Souls, isn't it? Am I getting my fucking law mixed up again? Uh, I think Guinevere was the real one, and then the Dark Souls one just took that and made everything a a something Gwynex. Man, do you know what I learned the other day about Guinevere? By the way, go ahead. Miyazaki fucking hated Guinevere's de- design because it didn't match Dark Souls at all. But the guy who made it worked so hard on it, he didn't have the heart to fucking shit can it. <laughs> yeah, big titty brunette GF. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you could you could probably do that. You got Mordred, obviously, but uh, I don't know. I think Mordred would probably be a... Um, in, well, we'll talk about it later on, but you know how the big old, uh, real big bad of Persona 4 is uh, is an army. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's sort of a similar gimmick where the older big bag's Mordred, because of course it is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, um, um, that's, what, that's probably what, what I'd do. Wasn't it... Um... Wasn't it technically Morgana that was the actual big bad and then Mordred was just um, her son? Yeah, but Mordred very quickly turned coat. <laughs> Mordred, <Sure>. Mordred <laughs> was the son of Arthur and Morgan, but Morgan pretended not to be Morgan at the time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think I might be getting my lore confused because a lot of things have taken uh, have taken Arthurian legend and twisted it, so I'm not sure what's original or what's not anymore, but that's the f- 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 version of the myth I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, um, we're going to talk about Persona 4. We're going to mainly be talking about the uh, the characters here this time. Um, we touched on it a bit during our Shin Megami Tensei everything chat, but now we're going to focus on the one that, you know. For me, it was the one that I played, not first, but the one that I enjoyed first. I think, um, I don't think I know. This is the first Persona game I played. Not my first SMT, not by a long shot, but my first Persona. Uh, yeah. I think I I'm... bought this pretty much based solely on either you or Chris's recommendation, so I came to it really late. Yeah, ditto. Um, I got it on the PS Vita, which was the re-release, which has um, it has two extra uh, social links. And in this, they're still called social links. They haven't been renamed to confidants. I think confidants uh, is such a better name for them, though. Specifically for Persona 5, yes, because they are, like, actually people who know that you're doing crimes. I guess, but uh, I, I don't know. I think confidant just rolls off the tongue a lot easier than social link or S-link. But then again, true. S-link sounds like such a video game thing, so I can understand the appeal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I even call them social links in like other games like <laughs> like in Fire Emblem <laughs> I mean they basically oh, are in Fire Emblem though yeah you, you get to a certain point and then you watch the little cutscene uh, the difference is in Persona there are ten of them yeah. in, t- in terms of levels whereas in Fire Emblem you're uh, you're lucky to get four <laughs> 
Like a lot of the time, it just caps out at three, and you only get the fourth one for the person that you're actually marrying. I get you, man. Um, but going back to um, our, our humble beginnings in the Persona franchise, uh, I bought this game on the PS2 because I didn't have a PlayStation Portable or Vita. Because why would mm-hmm. I? Who buys that? That's a console for losers. Um, yep, yep, yep. I beat the original Persona 4. I didn't perfect it. I haven't seen the secret ending. I know what it is. Yep. And uh, yeah, I got Persona 4 Golden the moment it dropped on Steam, and I'm <laughs> I've rescued Nanako. And that's pretty much where that save file is, and I've not touched it since. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, Golden was like such a. Apparently, it was meant to. It was such a big upgrade from the original that um, people just went out and bought it again. But then again, this kind of they've done this before for Persona Three. They released the uh, FES um, update for Persona Four. It was Golden for Five. It was Royal. Um, I think for Three they did two because the the portable one, which was separate again, it didn't have the FES chapter, but it had the um, the female main. T- main protagonist version uh, and that's the one that you can get on the on the Nintendo Switch right now as well but yeah it's also the one um, that people bitch about because you can't free roam anymore oh yeah because it's the PSP version but it's also- <laughs> it was it was like massively downgraded for the PSP so the only thing where you can free roam is like dungeons like I'll be absolutely real with you I don't actually care that much for free roaming in Persona games you don't need it I don't know why people complain well I do know why people complain because people are spoiled yeah because they had free roam in the past and they would like to have it going forward it's like you, you take some you don't give something to someone, they won't miss it. You take it away, and the bitch. Gestures wildly at SMT4. <laughs> if you're not in a dungeon, yeah, yeah. you don't need to free roam. Fuck off. <laughs> Yeah, you've got you got points on the map. Um, I think SMT4 did it even more interestingly because you actually couldn't go to bits of the map until you'd done certain things, like gone through a dungeon. Hey, there's this big fuck-off red wall in the way. How do I get past it? Ah, fucking no. <laughs> do more story. <laughs> Sometimes it ain't even do story. Sometimes it's go do this optional dungeon to unlock a different optional dungeon. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> so fucking dumb, and, I love it. And the other optional dungeon just so happens to come out on the other side of the big red wall. Congratulations, there's a big shortcut now which you didn't need to unlock because it's not fr- yep. it's not free roam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we're good. we best start with the main characters. So, the main character is Yu Narukami oh. and he had he also had the t- the title of Soji Seta in the manga. There we go. Okay, can I just say uh, this thing drives me fucking crazy with Persona games because they do it for every protagonist. Yeah, they let you name them and then give them a name. No, worse than that, they give them two names. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's like a there's like a manga name which is the first one that they give you. Um, the first one that anyone has to base their quote unquote canon play playthrough on. And uh, and then they release the anime, which is the one that they actually keep as the canon one later. Because what is it in um in Persona Five? It's it is either Ren or Akira. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ren is the one that gets kept um, because that's the one they use in the anime, and then they use it for um i think they use it in the um persona q as well maybe i wouldn't uh, know i really wouldn't but uh yeah it drives me crazy and it drives me even more crazy that there's not a button to press to just default name your character yeah yeah <laughs> like even when we went to um smt5 i didn't know what the canon name was going to be so he ended up being onion egg <laughs> <laughs> you, you, do, you do that for a lot of things. You've also told that story on a podcast about ten times. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was quite awkward, actually, because I didn't know how Japanese... I should have guessed, really, but I didn't know how Japane- 
Japanese Persona 4 was going to be when I first played it. So I just gave the character my name and it's like, oh, like three, <laughs> not even three minutes in. Like, it's just like, uh, oh, hi, Dojima-san. This is Wood-san. And I'm like, oh, I fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but yeah, he has the persona of Izanagi. He has the wild card, as all of the protagonists do, and his ultimate is Izanami no Okami. Rick, can I tell you a really uh, funny story about Izanami? Oh, go sorry, go ahead. Izanagi even. Fuck, I got the name wrong. They're so similar, my apologies. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. When I was first going through Persona 4, I was messaging Chris, who got me into the game, and I said, uh, he was very surprised when I said, oh, I got rid of his Izanagi almost immediately, because he's shit. And, and uh, Chris was a little bit surprised by this, and said, uh, oh no he's not, he's really competitive throughout the game, and I'm like, he's immediately outpaced by anyone, any persona at all, and then he said, oh well, all you gotta do is use the skill cards to keep him relevant, and I went, the fucking what? Now, oh, yeah. here's, the, here's the problem, right, <laughs> is uh, because I came super late to the franchise, Chris just assumed I was playing Golden, which is a perfectly natural mm. and logical explanation, um, assumption however, I wasn't, I was playing OG Persona where that's not a fucking thing <laughs> Yeah, like, best thing he can do is, like, fuse a bunch of good skills down onto him and hope that his stat growths are okay. They're which, okay! Which, hey, guess what? I'm not fucking doing that. <laughs> That's far too much effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fusing down is also how I ended up, like, filling out my Persona compendium because, like, it's real easy to skip, like, individual fusion goals. Oh, yeah. As you're, uh, as you're just going up through the levels. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's, uh, as, as we say, he's your, um, Fool Arcana, uh, Wild card um he is a bit of a mimetic sex god he's got uh, the ability to schmooze all the ladies oh we're talking about you again yeah yeah good old narukami <laughs> yeah. He, yeah okay I, I can't remember when i saw it but there is a meme of um you is the ultimate chab uh, chad of the persona world because he's the only one of the main protagonists who doesn't have a charm stat because, <laughs> yeah because <laughs> he doesn't fucking need it put on the sunglasses wow yeah he just uh... <laughs> Schmooze the ladies, man. That sounds fucking gross. I'm sorry. It does because they're all under eighteen. Are they? In, yeah, persona, they are. in persona Four, they are. <laughs> there is not a single yeah. um, romance option that's an adult. Yeah, yeah. Because you can't even romance the nurse. She just like shuts you down because I uh... was so disappointed. Yeah. And bear in mind, Persona Five hadn't been out yet, so I didn't know that in the future adults would be an option. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like she puts it on so heavy, and then there's a point where she's just like, "Oh, I'm just playing." It's like, "Oh, I, yeah. w- I wasn't," and now my heart is broken almost as much as my dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is the one where, because you are a school child, you're still a school child. All of your romance options are also school children of your age. Or there's not many that are less. I think Rise, I think, is the only one I can think of. Rise's uh, slightly younger. Naoto's slightly younger. I think that's it. Oh yeah, yeah. Naoto's also the year younger. There's one of the and drama. Uh, the, one of the uh, art teach. Uh, oh fuck, art students is younger. The one that looks like a fucking mutant. Oh, the music club. Yeah, her, she's she looks like an apple. I don't know. <laughs> why she looks the way she does she looks it's a very unflattering image she looks like she's drawn by a completely different artist and then she just has the uniform pasted onto her it, it don't look good no no <laughs> and yet you can still romance her it's weird um but yeah he does he does all the romances he's um generally a, a stand-up guy he's got a bunch of sarcastic uh conversation options yeah third answer as... freak narakame is what that's called yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's always and the third option is the fucking freakazoid pit 
like yeah yeah and so- sometimes it's actually kind of it's obviously meant to be sarcastic like um getting your, f- your finger bit by teddy and uh, you go i think i might cry and then chie starts trying to console you as if you you're actually serious but then when they show that in the anime he just said it in a really deadpan voice <laughs> I think my favourite weirdo third choice option ever is, which I've not picked, by the way, because it's fucked up, but it's in Persona 5, where uh, Karakami says she can't um, be your maid anymore, and you can go, I want all my money back. (laughs) 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 Which is super... I I don't know, you'd have to be pretty fucking heartless to pick that option. I don't even know what happens if you pick that. I think no one, no one actually has. Oh, you, you. There's no way she gives you the money back because she would have already spent it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She sent it to like other people. Um, you know, which is you know the point of her social link. Um, but yeah, Izanagi was the um the counterpart to Izanami, and Izanami was like, oh shit, I'm gonna kill one million people a day, and Izanagi's well, I'll father two million people a day. Oh, so let's see who's winning then. Yeah, it's it's a really I really like that line. It's a very nice way of looking at life and death. Yeah. Well, yeah. I wouldn't call it nice but you know what i mean (laughs) it's very poetic Mm. it's a great way of um like framing the whole life death and um uh population expansion angle that you know just happens over time uh when you don't have the you don't have all the cards on the table in terms of knowing what genetics are and all that and uh, modern modern sensibilities make it making this all more more... complex than it needs to be rick it's a beautiful line let's move on Yeah, yeah, let's shall. <laughs> but yeah, um, do we have anything more to say about Narukami, or should we move on to the uh, the party members? He's got grey hair, and it's never explained why. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I've got to assume he's dyed it at some point, and then keeps dyeing it because that's not a natural shade of grey. No, it ain't. Like not even for someone who's gone grey. Like, yeah. it's, it's a bit. It's a bit too dark for that. He's also got grey eyes. I, fuck um, it. I, I don't think, know. He's just a freak. Then yeah, I think it's too kind of you know um, separate him from every other character because no one else is grey like that. Not even the old lady. No. <laughs> What's her name? Asato. Um, I've got him. I've got her uh, up here real quick. She is. Um, yeah, Hisano Kuroda. Oh, I was close, but not quite. Ah, uh, Kuroda's very fucking fitting. <laughs> it's very on the yeah, nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a morning granny. Um, but yeah, let's go into the player characters. We have um, we have Yosuke. Yosuke Hanamura. Uh, the first time you meet him, he's in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> Second time you meet him, he's having a bad day, and your character just goes, he's having a bad day, I'll just leave him alone. Yep. Uh, his personas are Jiraiya and Susan U. Yeah, Jiraiya's a little frog thing. I've forgotten the design for Susan U. Uh, he's a dude with an afro. Fair. Um, he's a wind type. He's kind of a bard. He's got daggers. He's got a bit of healing. He's got a bit of physical. He's got a bit of wind. I think he gets one almighty skill at the end if you go into like his social link. Oh, I wouldn't know. I really wouldn't. I y- y- Yosuke is the first to be benched. Yeah. Uh, because you don't start with Teddy, Yosuke is the first to be benched. <laughs> oh, t- Teddy doesn't even get a fucking look in. No, no. You, you, you've got, like, waifus by then. Why would you have Teddy? <laughs> oh, fuck the waifus. You've got Kanji. Yeah, you've got waifus and Kanji, and then you get uh, Naoto later on, and Kanji gets benched. I instantly <laughs> fell in love with Kanji when he became a party member because he uses a fucking steel chair. Yes, he does. <laughs> I'm just like, he's a fucking wrestling fanboy. Yeah, get in here, fucking Mick Foley. <laughs> uh, yeah, Yosuke is one half of what becomes Ryuji and Kanji is the other half. Yeah, when I played Persona 5, when I met Ryuji, I went, oh, it's Kanji. And then I went, after about like one mission, oh, it's also Yosuke. He's both. That don't make no sense, but fuck it. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, and yeah, he's um, he's a pretty decent friend type character. Okay, I will um, tell you this right now for free. If he wasn't a teenage boy, he would be getting so much shit from me. What, for being a bit of a perv? Not being a bit of a perv, but his the way he sees women. Very specifically, that one yeah. character that kickstarts the whole fucking plot. Yeah, Saki Konishi. It, yeah, he's he's the type that um, he sees women the way that um, romance game protagonists see women. Like, insert kindness coins until sex falls out. Oh, fuck me. You really are right. That's so on the nose. It's gross. I don't like it. Ugh. Yeah, and like part of the problem is that he's, um, he's basically a rich boy. Yeah. He doesn't behave like it mostly but he still is one but so he um like he has this uh this thing of oh yeah uh my family's rich you don't have to treat me like that but uh there, there are times when he just goes oh come on let's all just go to a, go to the food court at my family's uh supermarket he's he's not even rich <laughs> he's he's countryside rich yeah 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 like <laughs> if anything the reason why he's got such a good life in the countryside is literally because his dad got fucking moved over there to manage that shit because uh, like by the sounds of things from what what we can piece together from the backstory and things that are explicitly said is his dad was already a manager in the big city and then it was like we've got this fucking store in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere do you want to manage it and they were like yeah so they moved and everything was cheaper and because everything is cheaper around them and they're still on the same income they become richer like yeah 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 they're kind of like medium fish in a tiny pond pretty much man um, and uh, and also they choke out all the other businesses which is part of why Saki Konishi fucking hates him yeah it's what? it's weird isn't it because uh, I, I, I don't think many people have much love for them but you look at Yosuke when he's working and he fucking works hard yes he does I work like retail. He, um, I can't see anyone who I work with or myself working that hard in retail. <laughs> no, no. Even um, my manager doesn't work that hard. Yeah, and sometimes he ropes you all into it as well. <laughs> yeah, at least he fucking pays you. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, going back to Yosuke having a weird outlook on women, it becomes even weirder when you look at his friendship with Chie. Mm. Because he's decent to Chie and doesn't really treat her like an object. But Because he doesn't see her as a woman. <laughs> is that literally the reason? Because I, I, I was always torn between either that, which is fucked up in its own way or Chie has proven countless times that she can and will kick Yosuke's ass oh yes uh, and has like she got him in the mommy daddy button right in her uh, introduction pretty much mm. <laughs> um, it's one of those Chie as cute as she is um, it's very obvious to see it's, oh, sorry it's very easy to see her as somewhat of a gorilla who kicks things because she does kick things yeah, she kicks uh, things very so... well it's her fucking weapon in the dungeons yeah <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think that's a good uh, good segue to Chie. Sure. Um, she is a boots user. Her um, personas are Su- Suzuka Gongan and Haredo no Okami. I like the second one because she, she gets a Darth Maul weapon. Them. And yeah, and uh, Tomoe is her uh, starting one that looks like uh, is it is it Bruce Lee? <laughs> oh, I couldn't tell you. I can't even. I can't remember half these designs. I'll tell you this for free: the Persona Four main prota- uh, protagonist designs I really didn't care for. Sure, sure. Especially compared to the Persona Five ones. The Persona Five ones are all pretty distinct but i i don't know maybe it was the limitations of by the way the ps fucking two yeah 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 because they've done persona three on the ps2 and then four like it, yeah it like like you say that it seems like they took a step down even from three where they were all kind of tied together by a theme whereas in four they aren't as much like they're all um like japanese legends but it doesn't feel as um as distinct from regular personas because like half of these are 
are regular personas in every other game. Yeah, yeah. Well, Suzanu. Uh... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's 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 that's, that's one. Um, Amaterasu is another one. Um, Takemi Kazuchi is one. Uh, yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah, but um, the reason why, but seeing as we're talking about it being a PS2 game, um, there was that very that that hope that has been thoroughly dashed at this point of um the development cycle between P5 and P6 being really short compared to between P4 and P5 because they've got the engine they've, they've built it yeah they've done it everything's ready to go they can just do it and no we're going to milk Persona 5 for about 10 years yeah uh, to so much that uh, two consoles have come and gone so PS uh, Persona 5 was on the PS3 uh, most people played it on, on the PS4 okay it was on the it PS3 was... but no one fucking bought it for the PS3 <laughs> people that played the PS3 version were just like emulating it or pirating it because it was easier uh, but yeah the, the PS4 version is the the real deal for that um, and yeah obviously the PS5 is out now so yeah the, even if they do do a new engine they're going to have to basically either tart up the old engine really well or just write a new engine I don't know man like Persona 4 looked uh, Persona 5 looked good it played good they, they don't need to change it yeah especially if they keep stylistic with it rather than trying to put some realism into it I fucking hate like, the logic of a lot of I'm going to blame gamers specifically for this a lot of gamers and I'm doing air quotes always seem to think that the end goal of every single game's art style should be realism and it's like no it doesn't need to be realistic fuck off mm. I'm kind of at the halfway house there is that I think the things should look good yeah um, but you, you just come... you just said two seconds ago the artistic way they're going with Persona looks good so it's fine yeah yeah as long as you don't just come across a billboard and it's like one pixel thin like you're good to go I, I can't remember even seeing billboards in Persona 5 so you know yeah uh, but yeah GA is a meat fanatic she's a martial arts film fanatic she learnt one to Yosuke and uh, he gave it back a bit cracked and she uh, she kicked him in the bollocks for it yeah but th- this is another example of how Yosuke doesn't you know really appreciate the cost of things no no or the value like it might be the case of the kind of thing where yeah you can replace that with uh, at a minimal cost but it might not be that easy to find especially out in the boonies like out, at he- out here out in uh, Yaso Inaba like Jesus Christ this bear in mind when this game came out it was pre-widespread internet so much so that you still had the shopping channel yes <laughs> which I like how they, they made that work in Persona 5 by yes they do have the uh, the shopping channel on your old school TV but also you've got Tanaka's super secret black fucking Sunday deals on the yeah. internet <laughs> yeah and he's, he puts his sunglasses on to, uh, to hide his identity yeah he also just calls it Tanaka's <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he a social link in free? Yeah, I think he was. Yeah, he was. Um, he might have been the devil. <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. But fair enough. Yeah, yeah, like shady merchant. <laughs> Well, there's a bug that you can get the true ending without, t- spoiler for Persona 3, without turning the main character s- to stone by waiting until the last day to talk to Tanaka and max out his social link because it then skips to the ending. Ha! <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, it's it's not canon in any way, shape or form, but it is a, it is a bug you can do and I don't know why you do it because it, it breaks the game. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, yeah, uh, so we've got uh, Chie, I think, is the only one who's been um, replaced as a voice actor. So you got to play both. You got to play the PS- PS2 version with Tracy Rooney. And for everyone else, we got Aaron Fitzgerald. I'll be honest with you, I can't hear a difference between the two. No, they uh, they, they recast very well. I assume it was because um, Tracy Rooney was like non-union or something. Or she was occupied when they needed to voice some new lines. Who knows? Sure. Like a lot of the things, they just use the original lines. Yeah, I know, but Persona 4 go 
golden and they needed to record new lines is what I'm saying so if the change happened yeah. to foot four four golden they were like we need to record a few lines we don't want to pay a new voice actress for a few lines so let's just have re-record the whole fucking thing I don't know yeah, man I'm just, just speculating a... this is entirely speculation on my part yeah 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 and um, I think her uh, her two best things in the High I'm Daisy comic are uh, Dragon of the Dragon and uh, when she's talking to Shadow T- Shadow Teddy and she brings up for steak <laughs> a, a word that begins with F because yeah she loves her steak yeah. um, she's also a friend of Yukiko Amagi shut up it's an endearing character trait <laughs> I didn't have much Hi. of an issue with her laughing I don't know why they made it seem like a big deal in the High on Daisy comic I assume it was a big uh, annoyance for a lot of the fan base uh, I think it's the case of like she does it like three times and then drops it for the rest of the game maybe <laughs> Also, she um, it's really easy to get Yukiko drunk on nothing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh but yeah, like I remember the um the introduction in the in the comic. It's I'm Chie Satanaka and I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> uh Yukiko Amagi, I've got her written down in my notes as Yukiko Amagi Dine, because uh, yeah, she's the best mage of the entire group, bar none. I think she's, Yukiko uh, stayed in my party for the entire game. Yeah, she's got the highest magic, she gets all fire, all healing, and one of her S Link events gives her some dark too when she's going through a bit of a gloomy pack. The only downside is she's got like zero defense. Yeah, but if you've got anyone in your team who's defensive based, you can kind of fix that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Doesn't she use like a fan? Yeah, she gets war fans. Yeah, she does zero damage. Uh, she does. Unless she's using magic. She does token damage, but yeah, if you're attacking with Yukiko, you're either out of SP or you're doing the game wrong. Or you've got the uh, like one in five, one of the five enemies that are weak, they're uh, weak to physical. True, true. Man, seeing as we sort of touched on it just there, can I just say one thing I've always hated about the Persona franchise, specifically as opposed to the SMT games, is um, boy, do I hate being put on a clock for as many for the amount of days you can be in a dungeon for. Uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, there is a clock. You got this is the amount of days you can visit this dungeon for and oh by the yeah. way you can't just infinitely explore it because SP's a real bitch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they fix it a little bit later with uh, with the fox but it's still not perfect oh it, but um, the fox doesn't even fix it until you raise his S-Link to a bullshit degree because it costs so much money oh yo yeah yep 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 and like it's just too expensive. Yeah, um, I had an easy time of it because I was able to fuse a, uh, a victory cry Kaiwan. Uh, oh, don't get me wrong. When I played Persona Four Golden and knew what I was doing, I also did that, and that was the basis for every Persona going forward. Yeah, so I never actually used Kaiwan, but uh, he got victory cry, and then he was able to breed it onto every other Persona from then on. Dude, I nearly <laughs> melted my laptop breeding that thing. <laughs> like, I don't know what yeah. it is about Persona Four Golden, but it makes my laptop go into overdrive as far as heat is concerned. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, um, Yukiko is, uh, like we say, she's um, she's a very... I'm going to say she's a very easy character to uh, romance. Uh, I, not because she's an easy girl, but because she falls in love very easily. I mean, okay, she does, but she doesn't. She falls in love with the main character because it's the main character, and the main character may as well be the main character of a fucking harem anime. But um, yep. I wouldn't say she falls in love e- easily because like, she doesn't have any romantic feelings for Yosuke or Kanji or um, the creepy dude who wants to touch her hair. Oh. Oh, the fish-eyed guy, yeah. Like Mitsuo, <laughs> I want to say his name is? Yeah, Mitsuo Kubo. Yeah, we're going to have words about that guy later. Yeah. Oh boy, yeah, that was the so creepiest cool. fucking interaction in the game, because I didn't see it coming the first time I played. I don't think many people did. No, no, no. Like, I was expecting the Hi, I'm Daisy thing to be an exaggeration. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, it's really not. It doesn't help that they make him look like a fish, you're right. Yeah, yeah. But even if he looks 
<laughs> Even if he looked identical, uh, uh, fuck, identical to you, as in you, Narakame, I've got to fucking start calling him Narakame because saying you is a very weird way of <laughs> fuck sentence up. Uh, me English do good, but um, yeah. Even if he looked like uh, Narakami, he's still just standing there staring while breathing heavily, and it's just like, "Can we go on a date?" And Yukiko lets him down in the gentlest way possible, and he immediately switches to "Fuck you, bitch." Yeah, <laughs> it's the very definition of a, of of good guy syndrome, isn't it? It's like um, like uh, oh. Uh, I really want to go out with you. I'm I'm not interested. I didn't fucking like you anyway. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, it makes my heart hurt. <laughs> it's too uh, real. I don't know about you, Rick, but I'm pretty sure most people, but specifically dudes, know that one dude who you don't really like talking to because you're like, oh boy, you're. Mm. I think I think even worse is knowing girls who have had to deal with multiple of those dudes. Uh, it's, I yeah yeah like Rick. I've asked girls out before in the past. It's a thing I have done. I'm a socially awkward person. Do you know what I do when a girl says no, which has been most of them? Uh, okay, cool. Want to get a drink anyway? Oh, no, I'm not even that fucking cool with it. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I fuck off. <laughs> I'm like, this is the end of this, this line of questioning. Hopefully the next time we speak, we are still friendly. I'm going to fuck off now. <laughs> I must fuck off now. My shame needs me. <laughs> I wouldn't call it shame. It's just like we're like I've never understood the I just got rejected. I'm now going to be angry. It's like you shot your shot, you missed. Move on with your life. Yeah, the worst one is that of that is when um they these guys claim they've been friend zoned and then automatically hate the person who's friend zoned them because all they want all they wanted out of that friendship was uh was to bang. This is my stamp card. Once it's stamped ten times, you are obligated to fuck me. Yeah, yeah. I wish yeah. I was exaggerating, the, uh, but that's literally the logic behind it. Yeah, the uh, erotic game protagonist. Uh, angle. Oh, fuck. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll just um, flip back a little bit. Yosuke was apparently meant to be a um, a gay option, and they recorded lines for it, and then just never published it. Um, Chie has a very platonic social link with you, until you get the chance to say, uh, oh, I really like you, and then she blushes, and then she likes you back. Yeah, because you know Akame is basically a fucking harem protagonist. Yeah, you solve all her problems, and then go, oh yeah, by the way, I have a wang. And <laughs> she goes, oh, shit, you say you that. <laughs> <laughs> say you solve all her problems. About the only problem you solve for her is she saw a bug one time and couldn't deal with it. All the other problems she solves for herself. You just happen to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just happen to. You're a spectator for her doing her own, uh, you know, little story. Oh, jeez. Um, Yukiko is trying to learn how to um, how to cook, and she still can't fucking cook in the story. But she's she gets better at it during your social link, but only during the social link. I'll tell you this, right? Yukiko's story is the most baffling to me because the, it's a weird journey to take. Because she starts off being like. Um, I don't want to inherit the inn. And then the longer you go into a social link, she's like, I still don't want to inherit the inn. And then you get to a certain point where she goes, I'm now going to inherit the inn, but not because my mum wants me to, because I want to. And it's like, you fucking what? Yeah, it's, it's so fucking weird. <laughs> I don't want to take over my family's business. Yeah, the unfortunate yeah, reality, um... Rick, is when you get to a certain volume, Discord and your phone just goes no. So whenever <laughs> you do that, I'm just not hearing you. Yeah, no worries. It'll come through on the, it'll come through on the recording anyway. I'm not bothered but by yeah, that she's... I'm just saying when you hear me not react I'm not not reacting to you <laughs> it's I don't know what the fuck you're saying <laughs> 
it was the I don't want to re- uh, inherit my family's business line. Right, 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 right. Uh, but yeah, her social link involves her like going shopping with you, and like she goes, hmm, I wonder what someone would like if I made it for them if I liked them, and then she just looks at you. <laughs> this just, this is like okay, she's already aiming for marriage, and you're like seventeen. It's very Japanese. Yeah, um, and you're you're even going to leave at the end of the year. It's not like you're you're going to stick around and get married and have a hundred beautiful babies. I mean, you probably could, though. Ah, uh, yeah. But you do have to spend your final year of school somewhere else, and then probably university, because these are uh, meant to be intelligent characters, and intelligent characters in Japanese media go to university. Yeah, but Yukiko ain't. Not, 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 no. Sorry, <laughs> not, not intelligent. I mean, she's not going to go to university, because the moment she's done from high school, she has clearly been groomed to take over the inn immediately. Yes, 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 yes. Because mum and dad <laughs> want to both bang and retire. <laughs> Create a, uh, a backup heir. <laughs> Uh, the next one we have is Kanji. Kanji is my favourite uh, character. He's very adorable. Um, his dungeon is all about, oh, is it, this is a hot spring for manly men, and uh, it gets to the end, and there's a bunch of really, really buff manly men um, showing, oh, yeah, is this guy gay? And then he's got a real big crush on Naoto, even when he knows that she's a she's a woman. Okay, here's the thing, right, is I think a lot of people missed the point with Kanji. This is one of the characters who I wanted to talk about specifically. Um, sure. A lot of people like to put it as, oh, Kanji is in the closet, Kanji is secretly gay, Kanji is this. And he could be those things. It's not really relevant to his um to his actual story arc. Because his actual story arc is, he is insecure because he likes unmanly things. He likes embroidery, he likes knitting. Things that are not traditionally masculine. And he's afraid people will find that out. And yes, people yes. are right. This could be an allegory for being in the closet, for being homosexual and not wanting people to find out. However, I don't think that's the point. Yeah, he's I, it's, I don't think it's about his sexuality at all really like his his mother owns a, a, a fabric store he knows how to sew he he likes things he like he's he's a big mama's boy um which you know you would be if you lived with a single mom really wouldn't you yeah and um he tries to look tough to um get people not to notice all of the girly things that he likes well dude um, like the, the main reason like when we first get introduced to kanji he's chasing off a bunch of bikers which is fucking badass in its own right but the reason he does it is because their bikes are loud and they're bothering his mum yes Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Like, even Dojima, when he sees the article, it's like, oh, that Kanji kid again. But he's not saying it as in Kanji gets in trouble with the law. It's just like, okay, that dude's got to stop. Yep. (laughs) Um, And yeah, he's also, he's the tallest... He's the buffest, which doesn't come across in his uh, character art, but in his uh, 3D model it does. And he is the youngest. He's younger even than Risei and Naoto. Yeah, and everybody... he He's also the quickest to give up during study sessions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, people are just like... like I think multiple times during the story, people are just um, like really mystified that he's calling nearly everyone senpai. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just because he's so tall. <laughs> And uh, in the end game, he uh, he dyes his hair back to black, and he looks like a completely different character because he's got his glasses on and everything. Y- he really does. It's like uh, I remember seeing that end game photograph, and I was like, "Who the fuck? No!" Yeah, he he, he don't look good when he's not, you know, punked up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll say it now because I'm going to preface it for the other character whose themes I want to talk about. Um, one of the beauties of storytelling is always the ability to have multiple meanings behind the same thing. And uh-huh. while I don't agree that uh, Kanji is repressing his homosexuality because I don't think he is uh, if that's what your interpretation is I think it's more than okay to have that be your interpretation mm-hmm. uh, they also fucking really do hammer it a bit uh, in his dungeon don't they with all the fucking homoeroticism yes they 
do. And uh, and then, like, immediately after you recruit him, you go on the camp, don't you? Yeah, and fucking Yosuke's right. like, um, wait, I didn't know you liked girls, Kanji. And Kanji's like, what the fuck's that supposed to mean, senpai? <laughs> yeah, because Kanji didn't go through his own dungeon. No, he didn't, enough. did he? No, uh, nobody goes through their own dungeons. Yeah, um, Chie's in a weird spot where she kind of does, because we, but we also meet and beat Shadow Chie within two seconds, so it doesn't really count. Also, it's technically Yukiko's dungeon. Oh, it's definitely Yukiko's dungeon. Like, um, Chie's shadow has little bits of um, little bits of voice clips from Yukiko, but they're created by the Chie shadow. Okay. Um, so it's kind of like, how does uh, how does Ch- how does Chie see Yukiko? And then she's like, No, I fucking don't. And then she kicks the shit out of a shadow. <laughs> Dude, I did like the joke of um, I think it's when they actually reach Yukiko's shadow, where it's just like, That's not true. And it just cuts to Narakama going, uh, Guys, should we? I'm not you. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> You're not me. <laughs> so in case you didn't know, guys, literally the trigger point for most boss fights is uh, you basically unlock the limiter of the shadow version of characters by saying, You're not me. <laughs> and, 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 and for some reason, kicking their ass is then the um, impetus for... Um, I'm pretty sure I used that word wrong, but fuck it. it for uh, the character going, Oh, I guess I do think like that sometimes. And then they merge and it's all happy. But it's, it's a very yeah. dumb way. Not even dumb. Convoluted is the word I'd use for uh, justifying these boss fights. It's weird that it's so formulaic. Yeah, like, I can see it. I can see it working that way like once, but it's weird that everyone goes through the same like it's kind of like stages of grief, but not. They go through the exact same process without any input from anyone else. Like with Persona Five, it's forgivable because it is literally a formula. You you get told straight away this is how you do a change of heart. You need to find the artifact and steal the artifact. You steal the artifact, then there's a change of heart. Y- you know, there's a process yeah. to it. But yeah, it's it's very jarring. Is almost how I describe it. And then in um, in Persona Five, there's the other side of it that um, awakening you to your persona is like you're in the metaverse and you reach a breaking point of get fucked and that's when you you finally like awaken the uh, the wings of rebellion mm-hmm. and get your own get your own persona and your own uh, threat costume um, but yeah uh, the next two kind of go together Teddy he's with you from the beginning but he only gets his persona in, the, in this next dungeon yeah but who cares about Teddy it's uh, it's Rick's favourite waifu yay Rise <laughs> Rick I fucking hate this dungeon oh yes yes it's not fun. Do you, um, <laughs> do you want to know? Do you want, do you want to know what the number one reason is? The, sorry, the number one cause of me hating this dungeon is. Is it the music? It's the fucking music. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. piece of music in the fucking game, and it feels like it goes on forever because this is the lo- every dungeon is the longest dungeon up until the point you've gotten to it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I kind of tried to block it out, but I also kind of remember hearing the same voice bit over and over again. That's not even sung. It's just like spoken in a breathy, whispery tone. Is that what it is? Is it just because you hear the same fucking words over and over again? Because I think this is the only dungeon theme that has quote-unquote lyrics. Yeah, I think the Heaven one does as well. Yeah, but like the Heaven one's like orchestral choir, so it don't really count. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But But yeah, it's got got lyrics, it's got a really repetitive uh, backing track, and the lyrics are very repetitive because they probably have to start over again after every fight that you have. But even then, I think it's a a short loop. It's like, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's not the best it's so, um, awful mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like the fights themselves are fine I I distinctly remember that the Teddy boss fight kicked my shit in oh yes it's kind of meant to 
Um, like it's her. Uh, it's the way that Rise proves that yeah, she's really good as a navigator by telling you, okay, um, I'm gonna tell you when Teddy's gonna do something. Defend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's pretty much the only time you defend in the whole game, pretty much. Uh, because every other time, you might as well just attack, get a weakness, get a down, get an all-out attack. Oh, that's not true. The 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 boss fight in heaven is is one where you want to defend fairly regularly. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's the one. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you this. I I remember two boss fights kicked my shit in in original Persona, and that was in um that was Yukiko because boy was I not mm-hmm. prepared, and that and it was yeah, all, yeah. and it was also Teddy because boy was I not prepared, and uh, in Persona Four Golden the uh, Mitsuru fight kicked my ass as, as well, but that's because I didn't know that the gimmick had changed. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, weirdly, you don't really get a good ice user because you got Teddy, who's like, okay, he's better than Chie at using ice, but he's still worse than Yukiko at being a maid. He's worse than Yukiko at being a healer, and like the only thing he can really do is he's got um, like a couple of debuffs and a couple of things that remove your own debuffs. And Teddy doesn't get it looking on my team. Yeah. Um, I also gave him the costume where he's just in his human form. <laughs> I don't blame you because so, human Teddy is hot. Yeah, and he's just like in the dungeon just um, going from one leg to the other as if he's pissed because <laughs> he uses the same animations as uh, as mascot Teddy <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dearie me um, <laughs> yeah I think ice is one of the few uh, elements where you don't have to really be that bothered by it because fuck it if you're not running Bob at the end of the game what the fuck is the point yeah like um, fire is the one that you never have to worry about because you've got Yukiko yes uh, the other ones you probably want your own answer to um, and yeah Yukiko you you, you, you can get away with not healing but if you do have healing then you can do some healing in between battles uh, and then just pick up the slack with your own victory cry true true um, but yeah I like Rise she's a retired idol well um, or she's on a, a break a, a hi- yeah she's on hiatus she's burnt out with uh, idol work as reset and uh, she's now helping out with her grandma's tofu shop she falls in love with the protagonist very very easily yes because Narakami is a harem protagonist uh, but also because he's not uh, he's not pursuing her as an idol he just sees her as a human being, which for someone who has been sexualized as part of her job is kind of a big deal. Also, just a gentle reminder in case people need it, the idol industry is still evil to this day. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, it's an interesting point that you bring up because Yosuke is immediately like, oh my god, I'm in, I'm in love with you, Reset, and Reset is like, okay. And Kanji's actually not, doesn't seem that bothered either, but um, Kanji is Kanji and he doesn't really care. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, she's got some really good voice voice actresses. She's got uh, Rie Kugimiya in Japanese, she's got Laura Bailey in English, and when they can't get Laura Bailey, they use Ashley Birch, one uh, Molly McGee. I don't know any of these names. I'm joking. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the Japanese one, but that's because I don't follow Japanese voice acting. Yeah, uh, Rie Kugimiya is the uh, the token tsundere, so this is one of the ones where she breaks type by not being tsun at all. She's all dere dere. Yeah, I, I, I still don't really know any tsundere's off the top of my head. Okay, if there's a short girl with twin tails, it's probably her. It's bothering me, Rick, that you're not giving me a single example, but okay, let's move on. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, and yeah, Rise becomes your uh, your navigator, and uh, then you get Teddy, but then the last one, the last party member you get is Naoto. This is my best girl. Yeah. Let's talk about the <laughs> themes of Naoto, everybody, because uh, yes. this is another one which people like to get confused, and uh, I will give my same disclaimer for Kanji in, if that's the way you want to interpret a story, then fine, I disagree with it, because um, a lot of people 
seem to think that Naoto is actually trans and wants to become a man. And I think they're missing the point because yeah. they spell it out quite clearly in the story what Naoto's issue is. And Naoto's issue isn't she wants to be a man because she has an issue with her actual gender. She wants to be respected in her field. Yes, she wants to be respected the way that any man would be in the same field with the same ability. Which I think everyone Which... can agree is just as much of an, an issue as uh, uh, people who have gender dysmorphia. Uh, in fact, if anything, it's probably a bit more common. Oh, it's definitely more common. Like, um, the whole thing about the wage gap is just a a dissonance between, yes, the company says they're going to pay everyone equally. No, they actually don't. Well, again, that's getting a bit more high level than we actually need to get because it's a lot more simple in Naoto's case. And that is, Naoto is a detective. Other detectives don't see her as good of a detective, even though she's proven time and time again that she is as good, if not better, because one, she is a woman. Two, because she is young. Yes. Uh, she's um, very young. She's yo- The only person younger than her in the team is uh, Kanji, I believe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, she is known as the Detective Prince. Uh, her grandfather was a detective as well and uh, helps her uh, regain her mojo through the social link. Yeah, yeah. and uh, which, which is real sweet, actually. And I the, like it. The grandpa doesn't quite um, allow for your uh, usurpation of the, uh, of, the, of the caper to reveal your love. <laughs> yeah. Um, here's the point where the only reason that I didn't um, confess to her during that uh, that sequence was that I felt that it broke the flow. Okay, so the reason I didn't is because in Persona 4 original, I was already with Chie because I didn't know Naoto was a thing. Um, yep. So I was like, well, I'm not going to break Chie's heart, um, but I, I do think Naoto was a, a more fun character. So, hey, guess who I romanced in Persona 4 Golden? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, um, you, you get some... Uh, the, in the end game, you've got some alternate voice lines. Um, you got some alternate character her, models as well. Yeah. In her last um, social link, she asks if you're if you're romancing her. She asks, should I uh, should I keep my voice the way it is, or should I uh, go to a high voice to uh, sound more look sound more girly? And uh, I think everyone picks stay the way you are because you don't need to change. But you can just choose. Oh yeah, talk more girly. And then in the uh, like the the Christmas date and the Valentine's date where it's just the two of you, you get the higher voiced girly lines. Uh, she also wears a dress. Oh yes, yes, she does. Uh, whereas she'll keep her traditional suit if you tell her to stay the way she is, which I think it's baffling to romance someone and then immediately go, oh, by the way, can you be different? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I, um, it, uh, it's just baffling to me. By the same token, it could be seen as her saying, yeah, can I be a girl around you? Well, it's one of those where I was pretty sure there was a third option in there and the third option, if there wasn't a third option, there should have been a third option, which should have been do what you feel comfortable with because I don't give a fuck. Nauto's Nauto. Mm. But eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. And if that means she's one for one and the other for the other, great, because that means she's comfortable in both. Sure. Um, but uh, but oh well. One of the weird gags um, that they decide to do with Naoto, which I don't know why they did... Well, I do know why they did it, because it's Japan and they think it's funny. Uh, but canonically, Naoto is the bustiest girl, but she binds. Oh, yes, yes, she does. Um, in um, Arena, one of the... Well, part of the thing in Arena that makes them fight is that the, uh, the, sh- the, the shadows around the area make whatever you say sound like the most offensive thing to the person that you're, to- that you're saying it to. Okay. Um, I think Akihiko says something, and what she hears is, that's a, <laughs> what a waste of meat. <laughs> gross <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it, it is rather gross and uh yeah that's when that's why they fight and then when when you have the fight you get to hear what they actually say and uh it's it's a lot less offensive is what he actually said isn't he a boxer um, yeah he is i can't think of a more you know unfair matchup here's a boxer here's a girl with a gun yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> like, boxers oh, yeah. are super badasses, don't get me wrong, but I don't think they can beat gun. No, no. Speaking of, um, Persona 3 had bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage. Piercing was for things like spears and guns. Persona 4 just has physical damage, so even Naoto with the gun just does physical damage. Yeah, that's fine. That's that, like they, they never needed all three, because even in SMT, they usually only had uh, slashing and pierce. Yeah. Which I feel like they got yeah, rid yeah. of pierce in the most recent game. It's been a Maybe minute. Maybe so. It's been a minute, I can't remember. Because they got rid of the gun. Sure. So I don't think that you can just have piercing damage now because it was just a pointless addition. Mm-hmm. Exclusively used to down flyers. Yes. Uh, meanwhile, Persona 5 definitely still had pierce because guns were definitely a big thing in that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your gun that reloaded every every fight. Well, <laughs> so it, it was basically just a, in Royal. a one-shot thing. Yeah, in Royal it reloads every fight. It, it's basically just a, a one-shot of, yeah, you shoot the thing, you do the gun damage. Good luck doing gun damage any other time because you're going to need to have a Persona that does gun damage as a skill, i.e. be Haru or be the main character. Yeah, but it also does damage to you in that game. Yeah. Boy, was that uh, a weird Same in this as well. I, I don't, I never understood that, but AO, whatever. Well, same in this. Physical skills use your HP. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying it's weird. Yeah. I guess it's uh, it's also the reason that Kanji has way more health. So that he's got essentially more MP for uh, physical skills. Yeah. Man, Persona 5 Royal got broken for me because they gave you all the DLC personas for buying the game. And I think, oh, yeah. I forget which character it is, but it's like a level 91 persona. And um, it starts with an all, not an almighty skill, sorry. It's a, it's an, a heavy damage all physical attack against the opponents, which takes about half of your health, which is a big chunk. However, once it levels up once, it gets the ability that restores your health to full after every fight, which meant half the game was just piss easy for me. Yeah, there's the other one of that. You, you, can, you can actually just use Izanagi no Okami. He's got the um, he's got the almighty skill that hits everything, hits them like two to three times. And yeah, like you say, level him up once, he gets victory cry as well. Uh, they nerf it in that so that only the protagonist gets victory cry, whereas in 4, I believe everyone gets the, the full restore. No, not in Golden. Okay. I can't remember Persona 4. I never had victory cry in Persona 4, so, you know, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, but yeah, Naoto got her own game, and I forgot to research this before I... Yeah, uh, you told me it was a visual novel akin to Phoenix Wright. Yeah, which sounds like an absolute slam dunk for the character and the personality. It sounds like it fits the character, but it also sounds boring as fuck. Well, I liked Phoenix Wright, so uh, maybe I- I'm biased. Yeah, but Phoenix Wright was a comedy. <laughs> true, true. I can't picture right. Naoto bumble-fucking her way through a case, and if so, that would be a disservice to the character. Yeah, I guess she's more along the lines of the um, the Edgeworth games, where you're, like, the Edgeworth games, you do, like, explore the zones and try to collect evidence and prosecute. They do have some goofy things going along, but Edgeworth is a... He's the straight man, and that's what makes it funny. Yeah. So if funny things are happening, they happen to him, and he just gets flustered. I can see Naoto actually working the same way. Eh, whatever. It do, it do, if they released it, I'd probably on, on Steam and made it easy to play. I'd probably give it a go, but it doesn't tickle my bollocks the same way Persona games normally do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it for the playable characters. Cool. So now we're going to get into some of the uh, the social links and bosses. So I think the the two most important social links are Nanako and uh, Ryotaro Dojima. Yeah, oh, that's fair. Because they've, uh, they've got time limits. Of, yes, they do. Um, if you don't do them by a dungeon near the end of the game, they are locked off. Well, they're locked off either way. So complete them before that. <laughs> um, in Golden, you do get a little bit of time in the the new bits of uh, time that you have, mm-hmm. like like in around uh, around Valentine's Day or whatever. But uh, other than that, yeah, you're uh, you're limited in time, and uh, the game doesn't tell you this. No, you're just expected to have uh, expected to have succeeded in advance. <laughs> I was incredibly happy with uh, boosting Nanako's social link for two reasons. One, it's Nanako. She's adorable. She deserves to have an awesome big bro. Two, mm-hmm. her 
social link is Justice, which I really, really, really like the angel designs in Persona. And guess what? The most of them are yes. Justice type. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Um, it's great having someone that you can level up with Justice. Like in um, in five, it's in fucking five regular. Oh, it's so annoying yeah. in regular. Yeah, in regular, it's just time based. You have to wait until the point where you just get it given to you. In five royal, it's still kind of like that. So uh, tough, but you things get are you, time gated. You get hangout events with the dude though in in royal. So yeah, yeah. Um, both Nanako and Dojima have they take a while to open up as uh, as social links. Nanako in particular, because you're a silent protagonist, she's a bit shy. Yeah, and um, it's not for a while before um, before she actually opens up to you. And as soon as she does, you like take her to Junez because that's where she likes going because every day's great at your Junez. God and, damn, is that uh, not she, the most depressing thing ever though? Yeah, that the the most popular song at school is the fucking jingle from the fucking. <laughs> from the fucking shop and like apparently that's a thing in in a lot of japanese shops you, you you've been so you'll be able to tell me better than uh, better than i can say from like second-hand oh, knowledge fuck me. No, that no. they will <laughs> that they will just play their own theme tune over and over again uh don quixote had one uh yeah don 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 donkey donkey ote yeah uh, yeah uh the only the unfortunate thing is is i didn't really go into many corner shops because if i wanted a drink there was vending machines everywhere which is so cool and i wish every i wish every country did that but whatever um yeah yeah part of that is because uh japanese summer is brutal and if you don't have uh liquid somewhere close by you might pass out fun i went in like february time so i had no idea that that was a thing uh in february time it's not that far different from britain to be honest <laughs> no no, uh, no which it's suits just, me um, just fine yeah, apparently it's just amplified Britain. So when it's cold, it's colder. When it's hot, it's hotter. That's fair. Um, and yeah, the only the only shop we really spent much time in was Seven Eleven because it was down the road mm. from our hotel room. So it's where we got breakfast from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also what kept us in a steady supply of Coca Cola while we were staying there. It's nice Good stuff. <laughs> ni- nice to have a familiar drink. Uh, don't get me wrong, we tried some weird Japanese beverages. I bought a lot of dr- Japanese drinks based solely on the icon on the can. Yeah, I was just like, fuck uh, it. I'll get try. Did you try rum? I can't remember. I don't think so. so it's the, yeah, it's the one with the ball, and like you got to, uh, you got to. There's an art to drinking it through the ball because if you just tip it, then the ball gets in the way and bro- blocks you off from drinking it. Fun. I yeah. um, I can tell you, I tried Kirin beer. <laughs> oh yes, you can get that here as well. Well, oh fucking hell, I didn't know that. Uh, it was an awful beer. It tasted like shit. I wouldn't recommend it. But um, I bought it because okay. it, it was a bronze can and it had a picture of a Kirin on it. And I'm not joking. It looked like the Monster Hunter monster. Mm, I was mm. like, that's cool. Shame it tastes. I wish I kept the can to be honest I, I took pictures of rappers just to send pictures to my mum and dad because I knew my dad was interested I don't think my mum gave a fuck but uh, I, a part of me I, I know it's really worrying behaviour but I really just wanted to clean off rappers of things and bring them home yeah but I also know <laughs> I that's you. borderline psychotic behaviour <laughs> Yeah, apparently, um, if you habitually pick wrappers off bottles, it means you're sexually frustrated. Well, I don't do that anyway, but why? Yeah, I don't know. Is that a correlation, Appar- or is that a is that a causation, or is it just correlation? That's the question, right? Yeah, we don't know. Uh, but yeah, uh, if you complete Nanako's social link, she'll uh, joyfully say, I want to marry Big Bro. What? And um, depending on whether you've maxed out Dojima or not, he'll either humour her, because it's just a funny thing that a kid said, or he'll just immediately become worried. 
<laughs> he should become worried. I've said yes. it before, Narukami is a fucking harem protagonist, and as we all know, all harem protagonists must have one person in their harem who's related, but not by blood. Although I think Na- Nanako is related by blood. She's also eight. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dojima is your actual uncle, so yeah, uh, she is related by blood. Um, Dojima is... Um, very hard worked. Yeah. So sometimes he'll just come home in a fucking mood. Man, we didn't touch on it with Nanako, but um, yeah, she's got it rough because she knows how to do everything around the house because Dojima's most of the time not there. Yeah, and no one ate dinner that night. Get me some sausages! (laughs) Man, that's my favourite part of the outtakes. (laughs) Just... Just the uh, just the Dojima um, abridged slash sorry the Hi I'm Daisy uh, dub Dojima just doing a reel of shit like Nanako what are you doing I'll fucking punch you in the gut get me some sausages <laughs> yeah one of those is a lot more funny than the other one yep yep <laughs> um, but yeah he's he drinks he takes a dachi out drinking um, normally he's saying shut up a dachi without in, in not so many words but yeah. Um, and babysitting Adachi as a uh, a rookie detective. How many times does Adachi just straight up tell you information on the case? All the times. Oh, like, that's how many. Like four, but like that's four too many. <laughs> One is an accident. Twice is you're incompetent. Three is on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, because um, near the end he's really trying to fucking steer you towards uh, fuckface. No, uh, uh, na- yeah, Namatame. Yeah, yeah. So much suspicious. Mm, mm. <laughs> and uh, he all he always seems to know like just too much about um, what you might do with that information. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's a good segue into Adachi himself. He's only a social link in Golden. Yeah, and you can fucking game over the game. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there's a new ending. It's called the accomplice ending. Spoiler: Adachi is the villain. Yeah. Um, the he com- he starts with the um, the jester Arcana, and once you level it up to a certain point, and it's obvious that he's the villain. It becomes the lust Arcana in Japan, and the hunger in the West. Yeah, I can see why they changed that because that's sinister. But at the same time, Adachi is sinister. His motivation for the first killing was you wouldn't fuck me. Uh, yeah, I think it was for all of them as well. Like the first killing was um, the Enka singer, wasn't? Yeah, the, the first one was yeah yeah you got the identity right you wouldn't fuck me the other ones were well she probably won't fuck me man fuck bitches yeah like he kills um, apparently the the reason that he kills Saki Konishi is because she wouldn't accept his advances while she was in a questioning room in this police station that's weird so he just chucked her in the TV yeah. uh, and this is the point where he, he knew that this killed people by that point yeah he didn't know how but it didn't matter yeah so those are the only ones that he actually chucks in the TV world every other victim is um, from Namatame, trying to protect people. Yeah, uh, but th- let's not mince words here. Adachi is 100% orchestrating Namatame. Like, Namatame doesn't know, um, but uh, all of the victims are being picked by Adachi. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's making it so that uh, it's one of those, when someone shows up on the Midnight Channel, it's because they're in the um, the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, a little bit of a preview to uh, Persona 5, where the metaverse is very definitely the cultural zeitgeist. And, um, yeah, that's when Namatami goes, oh well, I best, I better, uh, I better protect this person because the other two have died. And because these people keep surviving, Namatame thinks, oh, 
oh, I must be doing it right. Yeah, because the first person was his wife, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was, yeah, or, the, well, uh, the reporter. It was either wife or um, or, or affair, have a, I forget which one. Yeah, it might have been the affair. But uh, Oh, no, um, so his wife was the reporter and he was having an affair with the anchor singer. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. That was, that's just from, that's just general memory. Um, but yeah, Adachi has some uh, goofy moments where he's trying to appear less threatening. Uh, it's all an act. And when he shows up in later games, he's still basically technically still in prison, but uh, he just gets, he gets to do a bit of TV world stuff slash metaverse world stuff. Well, that's the question, isn't because it? Because apparently the Midnight Channel is an Inaba exclusive thing. But does that mean that in theory, can Adachi just say, fuck it, if there's a TV in his cell, it's like, I'm out, peace. Yeah, just go to the telly and then... <laughs> Do whatever he likes. Pop out somewhere else. Although I think you're, um, I think you have to pop out the same one you went in. I don't think that's correct. Oh well, okay. Here's hmm. here's what it is. I think you pop out the same one you went in, but I don't think you have to exit from the same point. Oh yeah, you don't have to exit from the same point inside the TV world, but you pop out the same telly that you went in through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's uh, that's something that Teddy Teddy knows how to get out. Um, other people don't, so you can't just use it as like a, a teleportation network. No. Um, if you could, then as soon as Nanako's. Um, as soon as Nanako is found uh, kidnapped, how many people would just look to find a TV somewhere in the area and just go straight there that day? But no, you have to go to fucking bed and then do it the next day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, other social links. Margaret, she is the um, Velvet Room attendant. She's the secret boss. <laughs> Yeah, they always are. Like you can always do a a boss fight against a against the um, the velvet room attendant yeah. where they just are, like ridiculously OP. Yeah, but I didn't know that because this was my first Persona game, and I also never played New Game Plus, which they're always New Game mm. Plus exclusive. Okay, and rightly so. Yes. Um, if you do anything more than resist, she'll count you as cheating, and will just almighty you until you're dead. Damn. So if you are immune or absorb any um any element. She's just going to kill you. So the best you can do is just bring Izanami no Okami, which also is New Game Plus, because he resists everything. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah just like... A, um, oh, go on. I was going to say, she's a bit of a troll, but mostly she's uh, just like this really bored-sounding older attendant than the other ones, because in um, obviously in 5, it gets taken to an extreme, because you've got two children, and a third child who's also a child. Uh, but even in 4, it was a much younger-looking um, attendant. I think you meant 3. Yeah, yeah, so, sorry, yeah, in Three is a much younger looking attendant. She's the oldest. She's the oldest presenting attendant. Mm-hmm. Well, it's one of those things where I always got the vibe of immature kids from um, the, the the twins. But when she became Lavenza proper, she seemed like a proper adult. Didn't look it, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing I lo- oh apparently she's um, explicitly the the older sister of Elizabeth and Theodore. Fair enough. I assumed all of the yeah, attendants that's... were related. To be honest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they seem to be just like constructs of uh, Igor, don't they? So yeah, Margaret's um, Margaret's. Uh, social link involves the same thing that every Velvet Room attendant's social link involves and that is, hey, fuse this specific persona with this specific skill. However, I feel like Margaret has a bit more fun with it because she has you, um, I've told this before, I think it might have even been on our last Persona episode where she has you fuse the, uh, an elephant looking persona and she looks at it and goes, hmm, no, its nose is still smaller than Master's. <laughs> yeah, this is the last game that Igor actually has a, um, a fully recorded set of voice as well because he passed away between three and uh, between four and five yeah because it took eight years yeah did it take eight years i think uh, it, i feel it took at least eight years it's fine it out. sounds about right like it, it took a long fucking time persona 4 original released in 2008 Ooh, i put in person 4 but it's still know what i meant 
Persona 5 released in 2016, eight years exactly. Fuck me. That was a, yeah. that was a fucking yeah, yeah. lucky guess. <laughs> um, but yep, yeah, uh, Marie is also uh, golden only. Yeah, I don't know she much about Marie. As, I didn't max out her link. Yeah, she starts as um, the person who just is getting a lift in the Velvet Room car. Hmm. I wonder if there's something more to her than being a person, because, you know, she can go to the Velvet Room. Yeah, she's um, also got the, bel- the fucking arcana of Aeon, which is another one of those weird arcanas that exists only in one game. Yeah, um, her personas from that social link just get made into normal things. So her ultimate is Kago and in 5 that's just a moon persona at like level 16 or so oh. so you know what the final persona is now because you've probably used it with <laughs> um, yeah she is um, rather prone to blending words together without space bars yeah because she doesn't know like, how uh, humans work yeah like stupid joke face I hate you uh, she also doesn't know what stake is so when she asks um, GA what it is oh sorry when she asks you what it is she goes mm, for stake oh yeah and yeah she yeah brings and, it up later. and she just assumes it's called that yeah yeah this is Beef, it's 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 for steak. It comes from beef steak, <laughs> and she, and she brings it up later. Yes, we had the for steak for sandwiches. <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's also another romance that's rather heavily pushed. Um, you technically don't cheat on anyone if you go with her, because she's not one of the, um, what should I call it? She's not one of the Valentine's encounters. What flimsy so you reasoning. Don't ha- you don't technically yeah, crap, cheat. You don't take her on a Valentine's date, so it's not really two-timing, says the two-timer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, her actual identity is um, another aspect of Izanami. Yeah, that tracks. Um, she is the extra final boss. So you get an extra dungeon that's hers, and then you get to fight her as the extra final boss. Um, so as an aspect of Izanami, it's basically the part of Izanami that was uh, married to Izanagi while they were, while she was still alive. Yeah, I saw that coming. I, I didn't know yeah, that was so a thing, because I've not beaten Golden, so yeah, but it, it makes sense, because yeah, of course she wants uh, Yunamakami's dick, she thinks it's her husband. Yeah, whereas the rest of Izanami that you see is when she's dead, mm-hmm. because, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's in the past and um and yeah i think she's fun um but you know other people might not just not might not agree going down the list of of uh, confidants the fox i basically never leveled up fox because by the time i got the fox i already had victory cry that's valid but you know you have to max out every s link to get the secret ending do you okay yes they, they only stopped doing that in persona 5 okay okay yeah apparently i've not gotten the secret ending then well you must have done if you fought his army uh the game ends after adachi or well, not adachi but the boss that comes after immediately after Adachi. Uh, if you, oh, Amino Os- Sagiri, yeah. Yeah. Whereas the final boss of the game with the secret ending is is an army. I must have done it on New Game Plus then. Like I remember nothing about the fucking fox. <laughs> well, because the fox is just a bunch of fetch quests. Yeah, because the fox isn't an S link. You do a bunch of fetch quests, and every time you turn it in, the fox howls and then goes thank you. You don't even waste a day. Well, actually, no. Sorry, you waste a day when you turn it in, but you don't waste a day doing the, the request. It's very weird. Yeah, and then it just ran- ranks up your hermit social link. Yeah, which makes it cheaper. To and, heal in dungeon, which, as you say, if you've got Vichy Cry, is uh, is pointless. Yeah, and then at the end, you uh, the fox comes along and it has all its babies, doesn't it? I didn't fucking know that bit, but okay. <laughs> Next one is the Strength Arcana. This is the first one that you get a choice over. You get a choice of uh, soccer or baseball. You get a choice, uh, but basketball. It, sorry, you get a choice, but it also doesn't matter because both of them show up in every single S Link scene. Yeah, because they're friends with each other. Mm. Meanwhile, if um, you go to the, jo- the the drama and band club, they are exclusive. Yeah, um, 
Koichijo is uh, voiced by disgraced voice actor Vic Mignogna. Why is he disgraced? Was he a pedophile? Uh, no, he apparently hugged people a bit too hard, and uh, there was a big old um, voice actor fight between him and uh, Monica Rial, which is a shame because I liked both of them. What do you mean? He, and, what do you um, mean he hugged people too hard? Yeah, he, he hugged people a bit too uh, sexually at, um, at fan events. Right. Okay. So call him a creep. Don't say he hugged people too hard. Tell, say he groped people without permission, aka sexual assault. Yep. Um, and people were willing to be on his side until he started appearing on uh, podcasts with uh, bikini-clad ladies, and he's the only guy. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of showing. Right. So he sexually assaulted co-workers and fans, and then people wondered why he fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay to enjoy things that a creator is part of, as long as you separate the creator from the work. Well, I didn't know that. Not that it matters anyway, because he's the least interesting out of the two, because Daisuke is way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all, that might also be so, yeah. because we're British and we care more about football. <laughs> <laughs> well... I really don't care about football, so... Uh, I'll tell you what. I did go with Koichijo. I, I leant more towards Daisuke because he looked stronger. Sure. For the strength arcana, yeah, you kind of want that, don't you? <laughs> like, no offence to uh, <laughs> the, the character designer for uh, Ichijo, but uh, yeah, he he looks incredibly spindly and weak, which is weird because I've seen basketball players and they've got quite thick arms. <laughs> Yeah, he looks like a more smiley version of Yusuke, doesn't he, really, to a degree? He looks like a younger, smilier Adachi, if I'm being honest. Yeah, with blue hair, yeah. Okay, I get it, I get it. Um, We've got Ai Ebihara. I kind of like Ai's story. Yeah, she's a, a former fat girl, and um, now she's just a pretty girl, and people, like, fawn after her for being a pretty girl and don't remember that she used to be a uh, little fatty. It's not even that, though, um, is it? It's worse than that, because, because they completely... Most of them don't realise that she used to be... A, a larger girl and unpopular but now th- that she looks the way she does and she acts the way she does and she is she does act at least on the surface as a spoiled brat that's not mince words mm-hmm. but um, you know there are horrible horrible rumours about her basically fucking old strange men for money yeah uh, compensated dating is a thing that happens in Japan it's basically where normally a schoolgirl will go on dates and just like an escort in real life um, it's not expected that you uh, do anything sexual but it's expected that you do something sexual. Well, I could have gone with my entire life without knowing that, Rick. But yeah, I've, well, I, I, either way, like th- there are rooms, and while they're using cutesy language because it's t- I, somehow Persona has always straddled that line of not quite being an eighteen, um, mostly because they don't use vulgar language, but they are very good at using language in a way that implies more sinister things that uh, that are definitely happening, but they don't show it or tell it explicitly, so mm-hmm. it's okay. But yeah, a lot of the rumors are she's sucking off old men behind the bike sheds for fifty quid. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she's not. She's just a. She's just a bit of a bitch. But uh, but I don't. That, I don't blame her when everyone around her is talking behind her back, and yeah. she knows they're talking behind <laughs> her back because you see her just sort of standing in places, sometimes not even potentially meaning to eavesdrop, but she's gonna hear it, and you know. Yeah, because because these people are just having making no attempt to be quiet about it. And you know, my my heart broke a little bit when you get to the S link that isn't just about being a delinquent, and you're like, hey, you know what those people said was not cool and and she goes to a default defense mechanism of ah f- fuck off basically but it's like boy that's just sad yeah in the plus on the plus side she does get a little bit of uh, focus in the anime where um she's basically a rival for both uh narukami's affections to yukiko and for koichi joe's affections to chie <laughs> but chie has no idea that <laughs> chie has no idea that uh, i even exists <laughs> 
yeah, because they... Oh, sorry, Yukiko has no idea that she exists. I just had, just doesn't see her as a rival. <laughs> well, yeah, because the two don't really hang out. They don't hang out in the same circles no. by any stretch of the imagination. So I can see that being a thing. Um, the weird, mm-hmm. the weird part of I's storyline is. I believe it's around rank five where she's like, hey, you know, insert sport club guy. I kind of think he's hot. Do you think maybe you could pretend to be my boyfriend to make him jealous? And get attention, and you have to say if you want to romance I, you have to say no. Mm, uh, be- yeah, because um, like doesn't her social link break at like level eight if you uh, try and romance her too early? Mm, her social link can break at like five different points. I think she's one of the most easy, uh, sorry, the easiest uh, Arcana to reverse because all you have to do is yep. say one option. That's a fuck. That's a fumble, and she's just like, ah, oh, fuck you. Uh, she is also on the flip side, easy to fix uh, from being yes. reversed. But if you break her, that's it. The social link's dead at like as you say rank 8 or maybe even rank 7 yeah you got a broken link and that's that's it you can't just go back to it uh, Naoto you can reverse at one point oh yeah um, if you say the wrong thing towards the end you reverse the social link but like one more day with her can like set it back on track and you can uh, you can max her out it would be really shitty if you could break a social link with a party member which means that they just never get their ultimate persona so that's why they uh, let you they made it reverse rather than break yeah it, so yeah if you can't if you don't max S link with a uh, a party Party member for those listening. Uh, that means you can't get their enhanced persona, and if you don't get their enhanced persona, that usually means you don't have a way to compensate their weakness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, normally, it's like evade weakness, isn't it? Usually, I think Naoto's and, in a weird spot then, where she doesn't actually have a weakness. Yeah, so I think they just let her evade physical or something. And then for the top level one, the evades become like absorb, so they become completely devoid of weakness. Mm. Uh, but then, yeah, we get to the clubs. You've got uh, Yumi Ozawa from the drama club, which everyone picks. Uh, because the um, music club girl is a freak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but she is the po- most poorly designed character in the game. She looks younger than Nanako, but with longer legs, and that's about it. Like, she she, she looks so weird. She looks a bit like a duck. Oh. <laughs> oh, she, she looks a bit like Krillin wearing a wig. But yeah, uh, as we said, you join the drama club, and you should join the drama club, because one, Yumi is way better designed as a character, and also her storyline is, oh boy, it's a rough one. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, it, it, um, it goes from the drama club to, oh no, father's dying. Yeah, except the difference is she doesn't actually like her dad, because her dad walked out oh. on them, but her mum mm. is in, in the entirely different camp of, yeah, but I still love him though, and Yumi can't understand this, and I don't blame her for not understanding standing because love is a weird things and makes you act insane it's like tedus's mother all over again yep <laughs> um but yeah she's uh I remember in Hi, I'm Daisy, it was a case of, um, who wants to help me with my self-esteem issues? And I hate my dad. You decide not to join a club. <laughs> yeah, well, if you don't join a club, you get fucking arsehole McGree shouting at you. Yeah. Well, isn't it just uh, Elizabeth says, yeah, you should have joined a club, dickhead, but oh well. <laughs> well, it's worse than that. You get the fucking dickhead with the horrible buck teeth who looks like a caricature oh, telling you, join a club, shitheel. <clears throat> yeah, Morooka, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Moa Buttface or something people call him. Yeah, Kinshi Moroka. They call him King Moron. That's the one. The character who got murdered by not Adachi or Naotame. Yeah, he got murdered by Fishman. Which I don't blame um, him. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I don't even think he interacted with him. I think it's just a case of, yeah, I want some victim and nobody's going to miss this guy. And then nobody missed that guy. Like, even at school, they're like, oh, he's dead. Uh, anyway. <laughs> the only cav- the only wrench uh, that throws into the storyline is the fact all the characters are like, why the fuck did he get murdered? I f- he wasn't on the TV. Uh, oh, Mitsuo's just a psychopath yeah 
We rescued the person that we needed to rescue. Oh, somebody else got murdered. Oh, oh man. Uh, Wasn't like the unwritten implication is that um, you know if Yukiko went with that dude. Oh yes. Oh no. But yep, yeah, we get the next character now. Uh, Naoki Konishi. It's the brother of Saki Konishi. He looks like Beavis. I never got this character in my first playthrough because, of course, I fucking didn't. Yeah, you have to go to the alcohol shop, which you're not allowed. In, you're not allowed into anyway. And uh, and yeah, he's uh, apparently he's. Um, childhood friends with Kanji. Well, here's the actual... Which makes sense because they're, uh, they're like, like their two shops are basically on the same road, so it makes sense. Well, here's the actual problem, Rick, is to unlock uh, Naoki Konishi as, a, uh, as an S-Link, you have to talk with him three times, as well as have a rank three yeah. and understanding. And the first two mm. times you talk to him, he doesn't have a giant question mark above his head to make him look any different from the rest of the faceless NPCs. Yep. <laughs> so I can't talk but, about yeah. this S-Link uh, at all, so, you know, go wild. Yeah, it's basically just he's, he's getting over his... Um, his sister's death but also he absolutely hates that the only thing people do is like give him sympathy because partly most of the time he feels it's insincere but also it kind of like ignores the person that he is all people see him as as is being the kid whose sister got murdered okay it's not entirely a one for one but i i do have a bit of a story here in that uh, I, I kind of appreciate where he's coming from a little bit because when my dad passed away i had two weeks off work because that's um that's just straight up the policy at work um mm-hmm. and when i went back to to work it was about another three weeks later where a woman who I didn't know um here's the thing about my family a lot of people know people who are related to me so they sort of know my face but they don't know who don't know me you know and on the flip side I don't know anyone at all but a lot of people just know me because they know my brother or my sister or my mum you know mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and this older woman came up to me and said are you so and so and I'm like that's a fucking weird I'm, I'm at work I've got a name tag on I guess that's that I, yeah she went I'm very sorry to hear about your dad and I'm like I, I I, I, on the surface, I was like, oh, thank you, yeah. Inside, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I'm literally just about getting over this and you're bringing it up. In what world is this? <laughs> does this seem acceptable? Sorry, when you said, I don't know you, all I could think of was Bobby Hill. That's fair. Uh, if I, could, I, could, <laughs> I don't know you! <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, it's, it's one of those where, um, like, if you don't know someone and it's been a while since the event, maybe not being your first introduction to someone being, I'm sorry your dad died. Yeah. You know? like, I've never I'm, seen that I'm, person I'm, again, I'm, by the way. For, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for bringing up this thing that you're trying to get over. You know, yeah. It's uh, it's not a good look. It sucked, and uh, I can imagine it being ten times worse at school. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because there's always some little shit that will always bring it up and try and hurt you with it. Mm, probably, yeah. Um, but yeah, his social link is basically um, people thinking he's cold for not even mourning his sister, and like y- your presence is what lets him, you know, open up and then move on and actually, you know, mourn his sister. It's uh, also a but fucked up. The thing is, the thing is by the time you do this is like months have passed so that's what makes it like really weird you say that but mourning is different for everybody yes like everyone expects you to burst into tears and be unconsolable for months after a loved one passes away but like some people just aren't wired that way and that doesn't mean they don't care it doesn't mean they're not mourning in their mm-hmm. own way like I-, I don't know it's always weird like I find funerals awkward because yes non- first and foremost, place they're almost always in a church and even when they're meant to be non-religious they bring up religion and they talk about oh they're in heaven and this and it's really hard to you know I, I'm an atheist I don't make that a secret I also don't go in people's face and go I'm an atheist you shouldn't believe in blah 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 because I really am living that live type of chat um, yeah. but it's really hard to like have someone talk about someone you loved and you cared for and it's like oh they're in this idyllic place they're in heaven now they're in God's hands and it's like you can't say anything it's not the place or the time but you're just thinking 
I don't know. It, it's it's a hard it's yeah. a hard feeling to describe because you feel just kind of numb inside. Yeah, exactly. Though, like I found it really difficult not to just blurt out what my brain was repeating all over and over again, which is whenever something was brought up as a line of "Oh, they're walking by their shepherd now," and like bollocks. The number of times I internally said bollocks to this kind of thing, it was just ah. Uh, well, it didn't help that it was kind of high church, like not quite Catholic, but like high C of E. I, I understand. So where you're coming they were, from there. yeah. They were taking themselves way too seriously, and yeah, it was um, it was difficult. I, it was difficult. I, I think I was too sad to really be angry. Like I said, I didn't really dwell on it at the time. It, it's something where, in retrospect, I've been more annoyed by it than at the time. And you know, it's just it's weird. And again, like another reason why you sometimes bite your lips is you know the person in the coffin believed in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the uh, the funeral is for the people who attend. It's not for the person that's that's gone. It's for people that attend to feel better about something to be able to contextualize to put it into perspective and if they believe in the mumbo jumbo then there is mumbo jumbo aplenty absolutely okay the next one is temperance it's eri minami she's a she's a housewife who um she's all about trying to bond with her son who she's very distant with can't seem to get any closer to her oh that is stepkid oh the stepkid yeah um didn't she yeah she she rushed into a marriage with her husband after like four dates yeah because he was loaded uh yeah didn't even know he didn't even know that uh, he had a son thought everything was going to work out well and um, just has real trouble connecting with a son and yet she wants a prize for uh, basic decency like picking him up <laughs> which you know if you're a family member picking someone up who can't get places without a car is kind of you know expected to a degree you know immediate family for sure uh, it's, it's yeah. one of those as well yeah. if, I might be rem- misremembering this little detail because it's such a common Japanese anime trope Japanese anime fucking idiot you know what I mean um, where um, I'm pretty sure the, the father does big business in big Tokyo so isn't at home most of the time mm-hmm. which you know I think that might be one of the reasons why she married him it's like oh he'll be away a lot and I'll have a ton of money yeah yeah. Uh, I think it's through her that you that you uh, get in contact with the uh, the next one the devil no no these are both d- these these are both done by uh, just starting doing jobs like uh, temperance is done by doing the daycare job and uh, devil is done by doing the hospital job you need to have a minimum amount of courage to do the hospital job because there's so many ghost stories. Yeah, and you're on the like the night shift, aren't you? Yeah, and uh, boy, was I really excited to find uh, to find Devil. What's her name? Sayako Sadako. It's Sayako. U- yeah. I can't pronounce that surname. Um, Uehara. Yeah. So there's two reasons yeah. why I like this. One, she's hot. She's basically a precursor to Karakami for me. Like, split her in half, and you get Karakami and Tai. So we should both be getting bonus for her. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, there's that. And also, she's my other favorite Arcana type in Devil because Devil. And angels have sick fucking designs in Persona games. They do. <laughs> Although I do, um, I really like the uh, the star ultimate with it being Hell El. Thought it was Lu- being Lucifer. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pre fall Lucifer. Eh? Um, yeah, it, it's uh, it's pre fall Lucifer. Is Hell El? I'll take your word for it. Um, sometimes he's um, he's he comes up as Lucifiel in uh, in the Japanese versions because it's just Lucifer just pronounced differently. Well, they like to put E L at the I E L that is at the end of angel names, so I. Think think that's the logic they were going for yes 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 uh but yeah um sayoko is a uh, she's another one of these christmas cakes she's uh she transfers to another hospital at the end of her social link but still refers to uh, uh, narukami as her boyfriend uh, but before that she also married an older doctor but that didn't end well so it works both ways she both likes the younger guy but says that it's just a joke and she likes older men but that goes badly as well well some people just have shit luck dude mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um there's also uh a 
an implication that uh, Narukami and her have a quickie. There's an implication, but I don't think it actually happens. It fades to black, and they both wait, and uh, she'll be close to you on a hospital bed. Yeah, but again, I always took that as her just taking the joke to an uncomfortable extreme and then parting at the last minute. I don't think they actually do anything intimate. Yeah, I think it's up to the uh, the viewer to um, interpret it the way they want at that point. Well, Narukami, as I said, is a harem protagonist, so going by that, that logic, he probably did. However, I personally don't see that scene as sexual i see it as extreme um harassment <laughs> not harassment but you know yeah. um <laughs> extre- trolling. Yeah, extreme yeah. trolling is what it feels like <laughs> however you bringing up that uh, you needed to talk to temperance to get devil you do need to do devil for a bit to get death yes 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 um hisano kuroda yeah you need to be she's a gone. she's a cool old granny she's very pleasant to you even though she says to she, she basically introduces herself as i am death yeah because um she's all about uh mourning her husband well, one of the reasons um, why you give her such a shock is, as you as she admits the later into her uh, later down the line of her S link, she straight up says, "By the way, you're the spitting image of my husband when I was when he was younger." Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, like, part of her hanging out with you is just kind of getting over that, but also when you find letters that um, her husband was sending to her, she just wants to burn them and just move on. Yeah. And uh, you stop her from doing that. It's something profoundly tragic in my mind of burning something that once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it's and it's also implied incredibly um, strongly that her husband was uh, suffering from Alzheimer's, and like it wasn't his death that hit her hardest. It was the fact that he couldn't remember her towards the end. Yeah, it's the Freya syndrome. Yeah, there's nothing worse than being yeah. forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, one f- good thing about her S link is all you have to do is talk to her once a week, and you will max it out. There's no requirements. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I will just uh, say as an aside, it's I find it adorable when they sit by the side of the river because despite being an ancient granny she sits like a school child <laughs> which I don't know about you Rick I just yeah. find incredibly adorable <laughs> yeah that's kind of cute though isn't it um, and yeah the last one is Shu Nakajima he's the tower he's um, a he's the tutor to T you have to be like max in knowledge don't you to even to, to even like accept the job I can't remember. He, it doesn't actually say. It says work as a tutor on or after 25th of the 5th. That unlocks as an option at the same time as working at the hospital. So it might start at a very low knowledge requirement to start the job. But I imagine by the time you want to uh, max it out, you probably do have to be max in. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so what he does is he, he's he got a crippling fear of getting anything less than a, um, a perfect score, which eventually drives him to cheat on the test, despite the fact that he's got you as a tutor. He looks down on you as someone less intelligent than him even though you know more than him from having done more years at school. I think we all know that guy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's got a nephew, haven't they? Oh, fuck me. <laughs> Little shit. Like, like, there's something I like to do um, with people when they say, oh, by the way, you were right, and whenever they do, I always go, I'm always right, but I say it in that way that's like, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm saying this, but I don't fucking mean it. Yeah, like, oh, yes, then, always right. I don't say it like that, that just sounds like a shit, but it's like, um, <laughs> Uh, you know, um, one thing about the perfection thing, I think everyone, well, not everyone, but most people in their life go through a phase where they're like, everything needs to be perfect. And um, mm-hmm. there's an expression I learned annoyingly late in life. I was about 17, uh, where I learned the expression, any job worth doing is worth doing poorly. Yeah, yeah. 
That might. Um, for me, it was um, something like it was a lot more along the lines of uh, sometimes it's more important to do the right thing than to do it right. That sounds like a different message. And it's it's a similar idea though. Like if doing the right thing doesn't necessarily mean um, doing something morally correct, the idea is that it's doing the thing in the spirit of what you are intending to do rather than doing it 100% correctly. Okay, sure. But the the message behind mine is more um, that uh, a lot of people when they want to do something, it's uh, the specific problem I'm talking about is if you don't do it 100% perfectly perfectly as in you know that's it you can do no more then it's not worth doing at all whereas it's like uh, whereas the expression is like it's worth doing poorly it's like hey get it done and even if it's done to a substandard thing at least it's done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know it's very easy to get crippled by like uh, well if I can't do it 100% right right now there's no point in getting started and if you look like that if you look at any for example if you've got a mental issue <laughs> where you're like I, I need to get this done but there's no point in getting it done if I don't get it done completely right now you'll never get anything done in your life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm just saying I think the two expressions can't really be uh, correlated because I think they, they tackle different issues entirely <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh, but yeah we've got uh, a couple of other characters to talk about Saki Konishi she's, she's the first um, she's the victim that we care most about because we actually get to talk to her before she dies um, she's the one that discovered uh, Mayumi Yamano's body and that's why she was getting questioned uh, she works at Junez which means that her family accuses her of being a, a traitor but basically she just wants some money to save up to go on a holiday. I don't think they do. I uh, think that's just, I think it's implied that's just what she thinks. Yeah. Um, and then we got uh, Kinshiro Morooka. He's the, uh, he's, this is the teacher who looks like a caricature. We all had a teacher like that. No one fucking likes him. Like, <laughs> and, the first um, thing he does when he introduces you is, uh, hey, you better not have sex, underage child. Everyone in the school is a whore. Now keep put on a chastity belt and sit down. Yeah, and for those of you listening along, I didn't get any of that because Rick is shouting again um but yeah like yeah. i don't i think his deal was he didn't get fucked when he was younger so therefore he thinks everyone else is fucking and he doesn't want them to yep <laughs> it screams insecurity which fair enough you're not meant to like this character his replacement is arguably worse though because she's the complete opposite end of the spectrum and wants to fuck all the kids oh yeah miss kashiwagi um she's uh, yes she does want to but uh, she says she's on the wrong side of 40 fuck off is she but still hits on male students yeah so if she is then she's uh, taking very good care of herself but then again she is in anime form so you know they don't show wrinkles in anime yeah normally. I know but you're saying that but I, like yeah, the bubble, I'd you know yep <laughs> she's technically the wrong side of 40 and she's still eh yeah um, she reminds me a lot of uh, is it Miss Chono in 5 but Miss Chono isn't actually flirtatious she just looks nice if you just you could just say if it's just looks you can say Kawakami but they could not be any more different in their pursuit of students. Oh, uh, Kawakami is completely different. Like, Kawakami doesn't pursue students. She just so happens to get close to you because you've literally helped her solve most of her problems and let her, like, pursue her actual joy of teaching properly. Kawakami's problems are literally laughable in in how insane they are. You know? In that no no one who is... She's under a lot of stress and, you know, when you, you lie everything up it's very clear how to see someone would look at things through a tainted lens but you know from an outside perspective mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like this is a ridiculous problem that's not a problem yep and uh, oh yeah she also um she she has a shit fit when not only does she compete in the beauty pageant but Naoto wins despite backing out yeah because every because even though they don't see her <laughs> in her bikini they're just like oh that's cute though yeah the um <laughs> 
the power of imagination. But also, and, how fucked uh, it up is it that she made them have a beauty pageant slash talent show type thing, and she made all of these these girls who were under the age of sixteen parade around in bikinis in front of the entire school. Yeah, yeah, that's fucked. Um. Then we got uh, Fishman himself, Mitsuo Kubo. This guy. Go- uh, we've chatted about a bit about him already, but yeah, he's a completely unlovable, unlikable guy with no redeeming qualities. Confirmed um, murderer. Yes, confirmed murderer. Blunt force trauma to the occipital cranium. And um, the one thing that is unique about him, two things actually, is that his shadow is the only one that uh, doesn't say, "I am a shadow of the true self." It's uh, it's the one that goes, "Yeah, I am true emptiness." So he never accepts his shadow because he never accepts that he's completely empty inside and that he's basically nothing. Which is a severe psychotic issue. Yes. Uh, but as um, as we've established, he is a psychopath. I think this is the only time that Kanji actually swears. He picks him up by the neck and just says to him you piece of shit. Well, you got to bear in mind as well that um, until the end, uh, uh, it takes a minute to work out what actually happened in that this guy only killed uh, King Moron, which is still bad, don't get me wrong, and he's going to jail for life. Um, but um, at this point everyone believes him when he's taking credit for the other kills. Yeah, which is uh, incredibly dangerous because he's like, he's, he's a copycat killer. Yeah. All he's done is killed someone and strung him up the way that they found someone else. Yeah. Two people actually. And um, and yeah, he's, they had a big problem with this with the Yorkshire Ripper in the, in like the, uh, the 70s and or what, 70s I believe it was, that people kept confessing to it and it kept really throwing um, the investigation off. Yeah, and you also had that fucker sending notes into the police pretending to be the Yorkshire Ripper. So much so that they caught the Yorkshire Ripper and interviewed him twice <laughs> before and let him go twice because he didn't match the MO. Yes. Also, they were yes. for a long time they were looking for someone from Sunderland. Yeah. Which makes no sense. Um, my dad kept getting pulled over because he was a guy with a mustache in a car with a lady. In Yorkshire. Yeah. Yeah. Um so, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> he could have he could have um, averted this quite easily by shaving off his mustache. But uh, it was probably it was yeah, probably a fucking probably a fucking bitch in mustache though. Yeah, it was the seventies. Like if you didn't have a mustache in the 70s then you weren't a bloke wow you're not wrong but wow um <laughs> but yeah um i want i actually want to talk to about mitsuo for a little bit mostly because his one first and foremost his dungeon is probably the most interesting just because i really like the retro throwback look yeah the um the music is groovy <laughs> the music is groovy but there are times when it gets on your tits oh yeah 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 sure and then when you get to a crossroad there's like a little turntable that sends you the wrong way which is a bit which is cute the first time and then it just gets annoying but then by the time you know that it's happening you can just work around it yeah yeah. Um, and then the uh, the boss has an in golden it has an 8-bit remix of the I'll Face Myself theme fair enough uh, I never quite caught that in the, yeah in the original one it doesn't <laughs> ah. but yeah I want to talk about this dungeon uh, as well for another thing because when I first played this game I got to this dungeon and oh no they didn't port this game very well <laughs> this is the dungeon where um, <laughs> you'd uh, regularly crash ah okay and uh, for a long time I was like maybe I'll just never beat Persona 4 Gold and uh, I still haven't beaten it, but it's not because of that. They f- they put a patch out, they fixed it. But yeah, this was the big dungeon that crashed all the time. Sure, sure. And fuck this boss fight. Oh yeah, you got to uh, like break it before you can actually attack the middle bit. It's not difficult, but for the first time I played Persona 4, I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a pain in the ass. A bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the last one we're going to talk about, I believe, is uh, Namatami. He's the one that's been doing all of the kidnappings. Um, he was... Oh, no, it's the anchor singer that he was married to and he had the affair with the reporter. Um, the anchor singer 
is um, accused of killing the reporter, but Dojima thinks that it's bullshit because she'd already cut ties with him. Mm. Um, so yeah, he goes around trying to do the right thing and just goes deeper and deeper into his own delusion of being the savior. When we fight him, it's at the, the top of heaven because that's where Nanako's dungeon is because like she's thinking of her mother and can only think of her mother being in heaven, like this idyllic um, rainbows and clouds. Yep, and as you and, said before um, now, uh, Nanako's dungeon is the dungeon where literally every single player went, nope, I'm doing this in a single day. Yep. <laughs> like, I did it for all the other ones as well, but, like, even if I did want to, like, leave anything for one day, this is not the one that you leave for a day. Oh, God, no. And after you do his dungeon, you have some conversations to have with your team. Before we have the conversation with the team, very quickly, we do actually learn how Nawatame was able to do what he did. He had his own delivery firm, so no one ever questioned anything when a delivery driver in a uniform and in a van turned up in their house. And, oh, what's this? There's a TV conveniently in the back of his lorry. Yep. <laughs> Which, uh, it's, it's weird that you don't jump into that one, like, the moment that you find it, but oh well. Uh, and yeah, the, the conversation is basically, hmm, do we just chuck him in the TV because he's been, like, doing all these murders, or do we think deeper and think that he might not have been murdering anyone at all? I think this is the kind of, of, kind of a fucked up way of phrasing the question in-game, because you're meant to be the good guys, you're meant to be yep. better than the bad guys, so even if you do 100% believe that now uh, uh, Namatame is is guilty you shouldn't be condemning him to death in this manner yeah um, if you do oh, it's a game over Nanako dies wait what uh, it's just a it's just the end of the game. Nanako dies. Um, it's not even a game over. You actually get an ending. It's a bad ending, but you get one. What do you mean Nanako dies if you throw uh, Namatame in? Um, after you've uh, rescued Nanako, she's not. Um, she's basically not responsive. What? So that's just an arbitrary thing they do to make you feel bad, or is there a connection to you throwing him in the TV? Um, it's there's basically Nanako only survives if you believe in justice. That's fucking dumb. Yeah. Um, either way, she's in a bad way, and uh, you get told that she's passed away, and then if. If you believe in justice, they go, oh, wait, no, her uh, heart started again. That's dumb. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Persona, bad. Yeah. Um, if you do chuck him in the TV and kill him, then as part of the ending, uh, Dojima implies that he knows that it was you, and he just kind of pats you on the back and says, I don't blame you, and uh, don't get in trouble again. Man, like, Which it's is fine. also it, fucked it, up, but also... It, it's, not, <laughs> like, it's not a true ending by any stretch of the imagination. So fine. It can be bad and a bit shitty. Yeah. Um, I think the idea is that it's meant to to, um, make you go back and uh, go through the conversation more um, in, with more detail and that's how you kind of uh, mental gymnastics your way into figuring out that it was Adachi. I do like that uh, I do like the scene where you decide who the real killer is because Naoto is like here's a list of people we know we know it's someone we know can you work it out you got three guesses bitch <laughs> um after he's done with the dungeon, he realizes that he's been an asshole and uh, actually works to become a good person. I think he ends up being basically the mayor of Inaba. He breaks, like, and I don't blame the dude. Yeah, um, but yeah, by the end, he's he's actually healing and he's like doing the right thing and uh, actually becoming like a good friend to anyone who needs it. Like, you guys have got yourselves, but he's gonna he's gonna stand up for the little guy from now on. Uh, just imagine it though. You've been told that hey, if you if you want to save people, do this thing, and you start doing the thing, and it works. 
works. So you keep doing the thing. Then you get confronted. And then when you get confronted for a second time after the initial confrontation, that you get the revelation that, hey, that thing you were doing was what was killing people. Yeah, yeah. That's what's killed people. And we've been rescuing them every time. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably about it. Um, so if you liked the video. What the fuck? You've got the comment section down no, below. No, we've got three questions oh, yeah, to ask yeah. you. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, for those of you, for those of you who uh, are listening to the podcast after it's been edited, there was a long part pause after I said no until Rick's brain kickstarted and went, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, we've been uh, we've been recording for over two hours. Uh, I, I forgot about our actual format. So yeah, let's go into our final three. So from all of Persona Four, do you have a favourite moment? My favourite moment is, of course, because I'm sappy bollocks and they're always done well in Persona games. It's the Christmas date scene. Yeah, <laughs> you get your actual date, the person who you've been with, and they come to your house with a cake. Yes, it's great. I like cheese. Uh, and if you have nobody, oh. if you have nobody, you get uh, Yosuke and Kanji and Yosuke gives you his headphones because he, he realises he hasn't got you a Christmas present and Kanji goes, aren't those, like, two years old? <laughs> They've got sentimental value, dickweed. But yeah, I like Chie's yeah. date, it was cute, but Naoto's date was even cuter and possibly the cutest. I don't think I'll ever witness anyone else's date scene, but I don't care. What about you, Rick? What's your favourite moment from the Persona 4s? I would say it's probably the King's Game. It's one where all of the girls are there and um, you get to basically flirt with the one of your choice based on what their suggestions are like sit on his lap or hug him or something like that and um, yeah it's, it's all because Rise is annoyed that the rap parties for um, idol stuff are always really tame while she's there and they always ramp up to actually be fun when she's gone Yeah. so she wants a real yeah, one yeah Rise that's because you're 14 yep. and hey guess what in the real idol industry that's not true mm, mm. just gotta get that dig in there I will say right now one of the things about that King game is it did lead to one of the best Ocean's ever I'm just saying and I'll leave it at that <laughs> But we can't always talk about the best stuff. We sometimes have to talk about the not so good. Do you have a weakest link? Weakest link is, I think it's probably the... Uh, Persona 5's got this issue too, and I have no doubt Persona 3 does as well. It's the game puts a clock on how long you could, you have to beat dungeons, which would be fine, but they also do the traditional um, JRPG thing of, by the way, it's super expensive to restore your MP, mm. and it's a real fucking killer combo of here's your time limit. By the way, your time limit has an additional time limit based on the amount of MP you have. Also, you know, here's our way of giving you MP regeneration. It's a bullshit expensive device. Yep. Um, and you basically just have to turn the money money drops up to max to be able to to be able to uh, reliably afford it. Turn the money drops up to max. Is that a thing you can do in Persona 4? Yeah. You can just choose what sliding scale you want. You can choose like minimum experience, normal or maximum experience and then same for money. What? Since when? Since golden. What? Yeah, so you can be on like super hard mode but with like super rewards so it's not hard anymore. That's so fucking... Po- okay, that's my other weakest link because that's dumb <laughs> alright Rick what about you do you have a weakest link for me uh, now here's the thing I think the weakest link is that I didn't get this game earlier like it's um, I should have gone in on it when it was on the PS2 I didn't because I Persona 3 was fine but I didn't enjoy it as much as some people do um, the fact that this is so much more focused is works way better to it and it's the fact that it was following Persona 3 which some people say is a masterpiece and I'm sure it is but was very good gloomy meant that it didn't get the attention that it deserved so that's my weakest link aka rick gives a cop-out answer (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not going to say that. Uh, well, the uh, okay, I'll give you a better one. That they don't call the they don't call a spade a spade. If if something if someone is meant to be gay, they don't say it. If someone's meant to be transgender, they don't say it. If someone is meant to have dementia, they don't say it. Like this is not something that is age restricted. Okay, like it, it's a word. I, again. I'm taking umbrage with you a little bit because uh, while you're, while you're right, they do it with other things. I, again, the director himself, or at least the st- the main the head writer, I think, has gone on record as saying the point of Kanji's story is no, he is not gay. The point of of, of uh, oh, yeah, totally. story is no, she is not transgender. And I, as a person, think if that's your in- personal interpretation, that's fine. I disagree with it, but I can see why people will put it there. You know? Yeah, like I'd say that um, like Kanji might have some bisexual leanings, but that's fine. Naoto might have have gender dysmorphia, but that's fine. Like I just wish they'd address it and like use the actual words and be able to have the conversation about it because if if someone in their formative years is playing this, uh, having it in a context of characters that they like is a very good teaching tool, and they missed the mark by not being able to include. But that. I disagree to a certain uh, to a certain extent here because I think one of the beauties of it is that those subtexts can be there, but it's such a not it's such a non issue for the character as a whole that it could be there or not and it doesn't affect the plot sure sure also this game's from 2008 2008 was a wild time yeah (laughs) I think people forget how intolerant the world was even 15 years ago (laughs) but yep uh, we'll get on to the final one do you have an MVP Adachi I think think Adachi hands down is the best villain persona has ever done yeah because he just shows up Um, he's always taunting you even when you don't know it I think Um, I, I think I've brought this up on the podcast so many times I miss having irredeemable pieces of shit as a villain yeah and my god is Adachi um, an irredeem- irredeemable piece of shit and his motivation is so petty man that makes it even worse in follow up games where like they give him like a villain protagonist role so yes he's still an irredeemable piece of shit but he's like he's turned against things that need beating up but but no no he can't be a protagonist in any context of the word because his fundamental character in Persona 4 is bitches right yeah, and I only joined the police to own a gun. That's pretty condemning in its own right, but yeah, I love Adachi. Not because he's a good person, but because he is such a petty individual, and his motivation is so fucking... such a stupidly low bar, and he is just completely mm-hmm. irredeemable. He has no redeeming qualities. And they even throw it in your face in Golden, where you have the accomplice ending, and Adachi's like, I don't know why you fucking did this, you're a fucking idiot. And he fuck- and then he fucks off to the sunset. Yep. <laughs> oh, I love it, it's great its own way. What about you, dude? What's your uh, MVP? Oh, sorry. Who's your MVP? I'm giving it to I'm giving it to Shoji Meguro, the composer. Like there are so many bangers in this soundtrack that I just keep coming back to year after year. Okay, but and, what's his uh, excuse for Risei's dungeon theme? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. like yeah, that's that's another weakest a weakest link within my MVP. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the idea was that was it was meant to sound like a strip club when they're like kind of uncomfortable and uh, repetitive and all that. But yeah, like everything else that you did in this game was generally fucking great. <laughs> Dude, I think you can just point to Inaba's theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be it for us. If you like the video, you've got the comment section down below. And if you're listening via one of the many audio platforms, you can send us an email, which would go to nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Yeah. So, if you made it this far, as always, you are our favourite people, and it's going to be a goodbye from me. Yep, 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 motherfucker.